0: It ain't easy now. How could I move forward? When I keep looking backward, I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession?
1: Have I not learned my
2: lesson? Maybe I never will. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With you for another episode of the Steelers preview, it's myself, it's Dave Schofield, it's Brian Anthony Davis. And we are gearing up for the NFL Draft. We're only weeks away. Brian, what's going on?
0: It is great to be here with you, gentlemen, after a trying week in Black and Gold fandom. So I'm so glad to have all of BTSC, the live chat, all of our BTSC family. Um, It's great to be with you all and get through this week. And now we are a mere two weeks away from the draft. It is going to be a whirlwind. Dave Schofield, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, it's just good to be with my homies. Yeah,
2: that's a good way <laughs> of putting it. Good way of putting it. I, I think that you know the three of us, uh, whether it was uh, Brian's Bad Language Podcast, which ran last Sunday, uh, my Let's Ride on Monday, or Dave Schofield's Stat Geek, which ran today, Thursday morning, We've all had our say in regards to the Dwayne Haskins situation. It's not being insensitive. I feel like if you want to hear our thoughts on that, you can go back and listen to various podcasts. In the meantime, our job is going to be to talk some football and to talk some Steelers football. And this isn't to be insensitive. It's just like Dave said, I I thought he put it best in his article where he said, if you're ready for football, we'll be here for you. If not, when you're ready, we'll be here for you. And so that's our job right now is to talk Steelers football. Let's talk about some news right off the bat. Uh, some more quarterback visits uh, this week. On Wednesday was Carson Strong from Nevada. Thursday, Matt Cor- Corral of Ole Miss.
0: Not uh, Matt Howell. That they <laughs> I was going to say, what you, what you gotta, where's, where, where's Matt Howell? Uh, hey, I'm just glad those guys didn't say Thurston Howell the third from Gilligan's Island. There you go. Yeah.
1: No, hey, they bust on everybody. Mm-hmm. They've got to be able to take it. They've they got to be able to take it. They have to.
0: They
2: won't, but they have to. Um, either of these quarterbacks, um, you know, I guess get you excited at all, Brian.
0: Well, I'm gonna go back to what Dave Schofield said last week. And I agree. I just wasn't eloquent enough to uh, say the words, but he used the double D and you know, me, I like something in double D so due diligence. <laughs> and you're doing your due diligence when you look at all these quarterbacks, because you, you can, you have the resources to go ahead and check these guys out. And on tomorrow's on tomorrow's show with Kevin Smith and I, we talk about we talk about the most popular guy every year in the draft. And he goes by initials. BPA. It's the best player available. And we were talking about how they've done due diligence over the years, especially with a guy like if they would have talked more with Richard Mendenhall, would have they made that pick. Um if they would because they never thought he would fall to them, so they didn't look look into him as much as what Kevin was explaining so you know it's kind of one of those things for the Steelers that they they have interest in a quarterback doesn't mean they're taking one in the first round some of these guys they're talking to right now could be a second or third if it works out remember they had a first round grade on Mason Rudolph a few years ago they reportedly (laughs) reportedly (laughs) yes uh, but they they did like him I I swear I heard Kevin Colbert actually say that.
1: Yeah, um, he did. We we're not sure if it was GM speaker if they really. Well, did.
0: yeah, it, it could be, but if it's coming yeah. out of his mouth, I'm going to take reportedly away. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if they have that grade on them, and then they realize in the third that oh, hey, we can move up a few spots and go ahead and grab them, that might be a, a spot for Carson Strong. So don't get all scared that they're going to take Carson strong in the first round. This is just seeing with where these guys are and where they can go ahead and grab them. And I got to bring up one guy. You mentioned uh corral. Is it coral or is, or is it corral? I've been saying corral, but I could be wrong. But well, if it's corral, if it's corral, that might be okay with me.
2: Ha <laughs> But I'm changing. He'll be here all week folks. Um, okay. So, uh, you just, Brian, did to, to go back to the question that I asked you do either of these quarterbacks excite you at all?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you started talking Seattle about two D. losses, Jeff. You um, started no. talking about
2: double D stuff, and I'm like, what's he talking about? I just asked if he likes either of these quarterbacks.
1: No, he, he gave a great explanation about the quarterback position, yeah. he just. Didn't actually answer the question he was asked.
0: Uh, you know, <laughs> yes and no, they excite me if they take him in the right spot, but no, this is nothing that I'm going to uh go to bed on Wednesday night before the draft and say, Lord, please bring the Pittsburgh Steelers so what Carson is that strong. what
2: is that perfect spot for strong and corral, in your opinion?
0: I'm afraid that Corral is going to be a first-round pick, possibly at 20, and I think that is a little too early for where the Steelers can go and the philosophy that they can go with BPA. I really, if you're taking Corral, I want them to take him at number 20. If they're, t- excuse me, at, uh, in the second round. If you're taking Carson Strong and you love him, I'm okay in the second round. Okay. but I'd rather it be third. If the Steelers love them enough and they can justify saying at 120, then I'll drink the Kool-Aid and say, okay, they know more than I do. There you go.
2: All right, Dave. So both of these quarterbacks to either, either one of them excites you in any way,
1: not on Thursday. No.
2: Okay. So you kind of alluded to the same thing. Where would you find that this be a good fit for both of these guys?
1: Um, See, it's always that interesting thing of when everyone gets a quarterback that might want one. Then you could, then you can't believe they're still around that you could get them later. That's the whole Mason Rudolph thing in the third round because there was no quarterbacks taken in the second round that year, correct? If I if I recall correctly, that yeah, he was the next right. quarterback taken after Lamar Jackson, right? I uh,
2: I'd have to go back and check, but yeah, I I'd, I I'd have, have to
1: check. Sure. But I mean, if my memory serves me right, and if it doesn't. The, the, i'm sure the live chat will correct me so i could could if if like both of these guys or maybe even another one of the other quarterbacks is still around at two the steelers might think that maybe they'll be there at three you know i when you see how it all plays out there is so many things because you could say oh well they could still be here when there's when certain teams you think might be in the market for a quarterback have already taken one that's what it really comes to, and who's who's drafting between you and the next one. It's perfect example, if you really think about it, because Jeff always busts on me because he says I hate Deontay Johnson, because <laughs> the Steelers had two third-round picks, and they took Deontay Johnson with the first of those two third-round picks. And I thought perhaps he would be a great candidate for the second one, when instead you come to find out he wasn't going to get there. They knew he was the guy that wasn't going to be there when they picked again, even though it wasn't that was it wasn't even that old. That many picks later, so they they pulled that at the right time. You have to be aware of those things, and we have no idea how that's going to shape up um, until we get you know dive in to draft nights, which is why I can't wait because I want to see how it all plays out. I just want to see how it all plays out.
2: Yeah,
0: for sure, Uh, Brian. Anything to add to that? Are you good? You know, I love how they call it the war room. Because they've got spies everywhere, they know they have intel, knowing that another team is high on a Deontay Johnson. They know when these guys are going to go, and if they don't act now, they're not going to get this guy that they feel is high enough on their board. So that's there's so much strategy that I would love to know more about, and I would love to be just a fly on that wall just to see how they approach it because it is such. An intriguing process. Absolutely.
2: So let's go to some other news that happened. Uh, I think it was Wednesday. JC Hasnauer finally signed his exclusive rights free agent tender. Uh, it's a one year deal. I want to ask you all a general question. Looking at all the moves that have been made prior to the draft, you talk about Mason Cole, you talk about James Daniels, Kendrick Green still there, uh, Kevin Dotson still there. Now JC Hassenauer is back in the fold are you happy with the interior offensive line heading into the draft and if the answer is yes do you think that they would they would even entertain
0: drafting one of those three positions Brian we'll start with you absolutely i'm I'm thrilled with it and to answer your question I do not think that they are going look everybody that loves Tyler Linderbaum michael Beck I'm talking to you because I know <laughs> that you've got a crush on Tyler Linderbaum i I get it. I know he looks good in black and gold already. They're n- they're absolutely not likely to take this man because of everything they've done. They've got a lot of guys with C's in their title that can. I mean, a lot of them. Daniels could even play center. There's a lot of Don't guys that can play then. center. Mason Cole, Daniels, Hassanauer. I mean, you've got Kendrick Green. There's, there's so mm-hmm. much. I, I would be even shocked if a Kenyan green is available. Um, did, did I mess that up? Is it Kenyan green? Um, no, there's a Kenyan green. Kenyan green. Kenyon. And you know, the, then the kid out of Boston college as well. Zion. Uh, mm-hmm. Pardon me? Zion, Zion. Johnson. Yeah. Zion. Yeah. So I, I would, I would be shocked if they, if they would go even with a guard in the first round at this point. Now, Offensive tackle, yeah, I could still see that happening. But your question was interior line. Yeah, I really don't see it.
2: Okay, Dave, are you happy with it heading into the draft? And do you see them addressing it at any point?
1: That's a fantastic question, the way you asked it. Because am I happy with it? I am, because they went out and they got two more players at the position in free agency. Even if they miss on one you're still going to be better off hopefully you already have more people there than what you're really going to be able to keep between cole daniels dotson green Hassanauer. and that was tuesday by the way cuz i i just remember cuz i okay. talked about it on on um Scobro show and and even um oh my legloo you know who was LeGlue. LeGlue. you can't him. you know I don't see how they could even keep all those guys right now. But at the same time, if you've got a player that can be the man, you don't pass up a David DeCastro or an Alan Fanica if they're there at 20. If you've got the guy that you know that that's good, even if you've got great, you know, done things on the interior, don't pass that up if that is the player that's there. Beyond that, I don't I I don't see them addressing that position at all unless they think they're getting this huge steal later on. That's a position that you are only drafting because you think you're getting immense value where you're taking them because it's not one of it's not a big draft need like it was prior to free agency.
2: That's a great point, and it's something that the Steelers were very weak in that area, um, and now. It seems like it's developing into somewhat of at least it's at least deep. We'll put it that way. I'm not going to say it's a strength, but it's at least deep in terms of the depth chart and who they have available. It's not just a situation where like last year is either J.C. Hasnauer or a rookie and Kendrick Green. I like the way it's trending. I could still see them addressing the interior offensive line, not in not day one or day two, but day three. I could see them dabbling if they if they feel that it's still necessary. All right, let's get to the crux of this podcast today, talking the 2022 NFL draft scenarios for the Steelers. We're going to run through three of those shortly, but before we get to that, I want to ask you all, as we sit here right now, what would your approach be to the NFL draft for the Steelers with the roster right now? Are there positions that you're really focusing on? Is it a true, genuine best player available where it doesn't matter what position it is? Is you know, is it some other formula that you use, uh, Brian? What about you? How's
0: your what's your approach look like right now? It's looking more like BPA, and the reason I'm going to go ahead and say that is, and we've talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks because of their their action in free agency, and especially the last couple of weeks uh, with their extended extended rights free agents, Spillane last week, Hasenauer this week. They have set themselves up to not be desperate in 2022 to bring some to bring a certain draft pick in to save the franchise. I kind of feel like they were that way last year, um, and they did that by last. He might have been the best player available when they picked him in Najee Harris, but the thing about Najee was they desperately needed a running back, too. And so they were able to fill that need. Uh, they didn't get the center that they, they coveted, but they had a plan. They knew in the third round, they didn't take Creed Humphrey for a reason. Um, at number two, they knew in the third round that they were going after a guy in Kendrick Green. And I think they had the Intel feeling that they can get him at that point, And that would work whether it worked out the first year or not, but, I'm looking at the Steelers this year as not trying to fix anything completely. Like they have in the past, they have the luxury of dressing up 2022, helping themselves in 2022, but ultimately setting themselves up for 2023 and 24 with the pick they bring in.
2: Okay. Dave, what about your approach? What would that look like?
1: All right. Well, first I want to clean something up. Um, just to, to help Brian out, get the right classifications for the different free agents. Okay. Robert Spillane, he was a restricted free
0: agent. Oh, he wasn't extended rights.
1: Oh no, he was it, a restricted. They, he had an. he had a, okay. he had, um, he was, um, they gave, he was a right of first refusal was what the tender okay. that they gave him. That's where you're, you're thinking of those words that go in together like that. So that, that was him and his, so his contract comes in at um two point four three three million dollars as a restricted free agent. You know Marcus Allen is one he hasn't signed as yet. His is a little bit higher because he was an original round. Um, it's only like a uh, hundred and some thousand dollars more. Um, J.C. Hassenauer as an exclusive rights free agent next year he'll be in the restricted free agent category, but two years in a row, exclusive free rights, free agent, that's for league minimum. That's for eight ninety five K. So there, there is a big difference there. Um, just to clean that up now back to the original question, which Jeff is going to have to refresh my memory again. <laughs>
2: what is your approach to the approach. NFL draft with the roster as we sit here right now?
1: Okay. And you're, you're not talking first round. You're talking the whole draft.
2: Well, I think that we, we start with Thursday, because, yeah. I mean, you look at the the needs of the team. You, mm-hmm. There's still a glaring hole at strong safety. Yes. Wide receiver depth is an issue. I mean, so are you targeting certain positions, even if it is on that first day? Or are you saying, I'm keeping the board open because if a player drops, like you had mentioned earlier, we're taking it no matter what the position is.
1: Yes, that's what you ultimately want to have yourself set up to do. The number one approach is you've got to come out of this draft with at least one wide receiver at some point. You have to, I don't see any way that they can't. Um, so meaning that's my approach. You know, I'm not telling the Steelers what they have to do, but I'm saying it, that's me. I've the one position I know I want to come out of there with is a wide receiver at any point. You know, if there's a, if if there's someone you're really high on that you think that's just going to be there in round six, that's okay. Um, um, but I don't know that they're going that way in round one at all. Sometimes the position that you have to come out with isn't the one that you that you necessarily want to take in the first round. Uh, I really want to see best player available. If the Steelers are going to go quarterback, you've got to be thinking you're getting a guy that you just can't pass up on where you're picking. And I don't think there's that many of them at number 20 that I feel that they couldn't pass if he's there. So there's a good chance that they won't be there. So therefore, you know, I feel like that was Najee Harris last year. Najee Harris last year was that player that if he was going to be there at 24 when they selected, he had to be the guy. And if he wasn't there, then they go on. Doesn't even mean it would be a running back. They'd have to go on to something else. And he was there and they took it. A lot of people are saying that with some of these other positions or some of these other players, but we don't know that they're going to be there. So, my overall approach is you've got to get that wide receiver, but you you want to get that player that you can get playing time from this year, unless it's a quarterback, you know, because you got to bring them along differently. But then you have them ready to step in and be a big difference maker on your team in 2023 and beyond.
2: I like it. I do I think it's going to be unique something I talked about on my Friday let's ride podcast was about how there's so many different factors that can alter a team's plan that can yeah. change things by with one decision, one trade. So you think of the Carolina Panthers at pick number six, there's already been rumors that they're considering potentially trading back. They trade back. There goes a quarterback needy team that changes the whole dynamic of the first round. Who's trading up? Do they need a quarterback? like Dallas has said there, they would be willing to trade up. Okay. Dallas doesn't need a quarterback that changes everything. It changes everything. So there's, it's so difficult. What I did is I went to a website that I'm familiar with. It's called fanspeak.com. It's not pro football focus. It's not pro football network. It's not the draft network. I'm not Maddie Peverell. Who's, Trading fifty times to get two hundred picks in one simulation.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's poor guy.
1: This year, (laughs) it was (laughs) that was last year. Has he done that yet this year? He's been
2: he put some screenshots in a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, here we go again. He's never going to live that down. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I got a seventeen picks. How in the world did you do that? (laughs) Anyways, okay, so I I did three simulations. I chose, and I know that this site because I've used it a bunch before. They have different draft boards that you can do, which kind of mix it up. And so what I want to do is we're going to run through who's been taken and who you might target or even just go positionally if you want. So here we have the first simulation, and this was interesting based on a lot of factors. Uh, when you looked at this one, I was like, okay, first pick, obviously, you have like Hutchinson, Garrett Wilson's off the board early, so is Sauce Gardner. Um you keep going down. The tackles are gone. Kyle Hamilton's gone at eight. Malik Willis is gone at nine. Trent McDuffie's at 10. Nicobe Dean at 11. Kenyon Green's gone. Kenny Pickett's off the board at 13 to Houston. Um, Chris Olave, I think that's how we figured it out. He went to Baltimore at 14. Um, Devin Lloyd is gone. Jordan Davis is gone. Uh, and so uh, the New Orleans Saints take uh, as Elam Care. I don't know how to say that. Calier, Elam, whatever. I think. Yeah, sure. So the question is, so Malik Willis is gone. Uh, Hamilton's gone. And so you're looking at the best safety Pickett's off the board. And so are some of the big names. Other people know, like Jordan Davis. What position are you thinking? Because when you look at the best overall, you've got a wide receiver and Drake London available Linderbaum's still there. We kind of talked about him, Derek. Stingley Jr. from oh, LSU is still there. He's nice. Ooh. Uh Jahan J- Dodson of Penn State still available. So are some other quarterbacks. Daxton Hill safety out of Michigan. Guys, which direction? so is Penning. Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, still available. Where are you in this simulation? Where are you gone? I've seen For- Penning go up in the top 10 he with a has. lot of these things yeah. too. And some
1: people are like, Oh, we don't want him. You know. Mm.
0: So, Brian, what do you think? It- let me ask you, make sure I didn't hear you say this one name that I've had my eye on. Did you mention Jameson Williams? Jameson Williams. Let me see. wide receiver Alabama, right? He was not, he's he's still on the board, still available. Wow. Look, that's a guy. I, I know he had an injury, but he's still expected to go in the top 15. If he drops down to the Steelers, you jump at that guy as a wide receiver because you figure that. That uh, they're saying that he has a very good chance at healing right away from that Achilles. Uh, the other guy, I love. I I love that you mentioned Derek Stingley Jr. Um, I think the those are the two positions you really need badly, but you're still in a position where you don't have to take. You can still take the best player available, and it could fit your needs at the position as well so I would really love in that scenario to either go the cornerback and Stingley if he's there because I've seen him go top 12 top 14 and a lot of mocks and Jamison Williams if if he's not hurt he's probably the first wide receiver off the board um, with 15 touchdowns last season just blazing speed another Alabama receiver they could definitely get it done I think you would be wise to go ahead and take that guy if he's there over anybody else. But if not, I like Stingley. Dave, what about you?
1: I'm trying to count something. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh, hey, look, it's behind the still curtain. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. 25. So I think it's 30. No, I think it's 40. I go to a mock draft database in order to help do my, my Mock Draft Monday articles. And I can go in by a player and it will tell me where they're taken in all these different different drafts. Which uh yeah, even our drafts end up on this site. Mm. Um, when you look at, at Derek Stingley Jr. in 40 mocks, one of them has him getting the 20. One. Right. One. And the biggest one, the most common one, is 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 half of them have him going to Minnesota at 12. So there's a guy I really like. Jeff knows the guy I like because uh we of, of having to do this exercise in other places. But who I th- who you didn't mention, so I assume he's also available. Who's that? You 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 know who it's <laughs> I'm trying to think which one it's, you're talking it's, about. It's, it's it's Mr.
2: Wyatt. Yeah, oh, from, okay. from Georgia.
1: Yeah, uh, um which if he's there, I would really like that to be the pick. But man, if Stingley's available. That's he's the kind of cornerback that Brian Anthony Davis talks about all the time. That they're just not cornerbacks, cornerbacks that are that great that are available when the Steelers are picking. That's why they can't draft cornerbacks, well, as what other people say. This would be someone, unless there's a character issue. Um, That because I haven't, I, I haven't looked at him at all. Because I was thinking he was unrealistic for the Steelers. But you know, I know Mike Tomlin was keeping an eye on him at his pro day. Um that that would be a tough one to pass up on there, even though it's not one of my most, my biggest position to need, that would just be a player that would be too hard to pass on. And why it is still on the board,
2: but you say you were going to go with Stingley then.
1: I think I would have to go. I'd almost have to go with Stingley.
2: I agree. Because if you think about the Steelers defense, you you have a situation. If you can get someone that can step in right away. And I know that Stingley is LSU. That's the Liz Frank injury, but he ran well at his pro day. They seem like he's over that. So all right, let's go to the next one. Let's look at the next. Uh, this is a, a similar, again, different mm-hmm. different situation here. So this different algorithm? Yes. absolutely. <laughs> so this time, uh, you have people like Hutchinson didn't go till third to the Texans. Hamilton's still gone to the Giants. The tackles. the big name tackles are gone. Sauce Gardner Gardner to the Falcons, Malik Willis goes to the Seahawks at nine. This time Stingley's gone at 10. Yeah, um, Trent McDuffie goes to Washington at 11. Devin Lloyd to Minnesota. Trevor Penning to Houston at 13. Kenyon Green at 14 goes to Baltimore. Uh, just here, Jordan Davis is off the board to the Saints. Garrett Wilson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Drake London to the New Orleans Saints. Jahan Dotson, I'm sorry, missed him to the Chargers. The best player on the board is wide receiver Chris Olave, who is still available at 20 when the Steelers mm. pick. So is Jameson Williams of Alabama, cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. of Clemson. That's someone that Andrew uh, Wilbar mocked to the Steelers and one of ours. Um, and then George Carloftis, the Purdue pass rusher. He's also there. That's I heard someone that the I heard it, the BTSE that the Ravens were interested in that guy at some point uh, for the BTSE mock draft on the Steelers hangover. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, Brian, what do you think the
0: Steelers do in this scenario? Wow, I mean, I think they look at corner maybe a little bit more. I think they look at defense a little bit more because I feel that this team thinks that they can get a wide receiver in the second round since they've done it so many times often. And if you've got a guy like Andrew Booth or Derek Stingley Jr., you well, Stingley's ahead- not there. Stingley's uh, off Stingley's the not there. So it was just Booth?
2: Uh, in terms of cornerbacks, you have Booth, and then you have uh, McCreary out of Auburn, and those are your top. Those are the only ones in the top thirty.
0: <laughs> I would almost kind of think that they would go for the corner in that situation as well. You know, they there's plenty of wide receivers on the board. If they want to try to hit a home run with a wide receiver, they're still in position where they can go ahead and just get the guy they want and not worry about it. They can just go ahead and pick that guy best player available and and have him for a few years and not really worry about saving the franchise with that pick but i kind of think it would be a corner at this point
2: dave what about you your boy wyatt still on the board yeah. just so you know
1: to see to me the reason i like the the pick of wyatt is that someone who i feel is realistically going to be there he's
2: not, not going to be there too either
1: no oh absolutely in, not in, i in mean second round he, no he's not he's not going to make it five picks beyond the steelers in my opinion. Yeah. Um but that's someone who who 20 is is right in the right range. But with in this case, I mean the steelers have not drafted a, a, a wide receiver in the first round in 16 years. Um and if, and if these are the guys that are still there, you've got to think about it, but at the same time, it goes right back to Last year, and I'm not saying let's go back and forget how everything worked out their rookie years, and you gotta remember because there's still a lot of NFL football to be played from last year's draft class. Where I was I was upset that this Jeff and I were both upset. He had he had the article written of where the Steelers in the second round he thought they were going to take Creed Humphrey, yep, but they didn't. And did was it that they felt that Muth was a better player than Humphrey? Or was it that the Steelers had someone else in mind and Kendrick Green that they knew sh- were going to be there with their next pick? So that's those wide receivers could be sitting there in the first round and could be like, wow, these guys are good. But we still think we've got a steal for one that we can get in round three or round two. That could also come back to bite you. I, I, I don't question the Steelers' decisions when it comes to wide receivers. If one of those is there and they think they're that good and they take them, I'm fine with that. If they pass up on them, I'm fine with that. But the way this one played out, you've really got to think about those receivers sitting there.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. The, the A, everything. I don't even know if I'm saying that name correctly. The Ohio State receiver. Everything you read about him is that he's pretty NFL-ready. He's pretty pro-ready. Mm-hmm. James and Williams is that burner, but he's also not 100% healthy. That bothers me if you're to me a first round pick needs to contribute. And if I'd have a guy that's not able to contribute right away, that's why they do their medical checks so that they'll, they'll do their diligence. All right, let's do one more, one okay. more here. And this is um, a little bit more traditional in regards to you know Hutchinson's first off the board, but this time in the second pick, Detroit takes Garrett Wilson, wide receiver. Uh, you see the tackles are gone. Kyle Hamilton, to you, the did Panther. you say
1: Garrett Wilson's second overall? Yeah, oh wow,
2: okay. Wow. Uh, Sauce Gardner to the Falcons, uh, McDuffie to the Jets, N'Kobe Dean, Washington Commanders take him, Stingley's gone to Minnesota, Penning's gone to Houston, Zion Johnson goes to Baltimore, Jordan Davis to Philly, Malik Willis off the board with the Saints, Drake London with the Chargers, um, and then Andrew Booth goes to the Saints uh, right before at pick number 19. So that leaves... Tyler Linderbaum as the highest ranked player. Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. Got a couple edge options. Jameson Williams. Kenny Pickett is still on the board in this one. Um, I noticed
1: that. (laughs) Yes. So
2: this is, I, I I got, I kind of was hoping this would happen in one of them and it did. Brian, what are you doing? Are you doing Dan Marino 2.0 and passing on the pit product? Or are you going to take Kenny Pickett?
0: Wow. All I can see is, wow. Um I would be shocked if they, if they would pass on, on Kenny Pickett, I would have a, I would have to actually think about it. If I'm the general manager, which I know a lot of you are breathing a sigh of relief that I'm not, um, you know, I, I might, I might go ahead and not take him at that point. And you mentioned someone else that I was ready to jump on. And when he said Pickett, I immediately stopped. And I immediately stopped and said, whoa, OK, that's that's the guy they would probably pick. I wouldn't think they'd go anywhere else at that point. But the other player is escaping me because when he said pick it, everything, boom. So you're taking, taking pick it. I think they would. Yeah. OK,
2: well, Vernon, what he gives is four ninety nine. Thank you very much to so take it from me. If Malik is off the board at 20th then they will, not, they, they will not take another quarterback in the first. That's interesting, and that is a possibility if they don't like some of these other quarterbacks as well. But Dave, in that scenario, what are you doing?
1: See, my thing is I don't want to say what the Steelers will do because we all think we they know, know what they're doing based on everything, and I really don't. Personally, and I don't dive into this like everyone else does, but just based on my feeling, the only two quarterbacks I'm – Excited about the Steelers taking at twenty would be, and I, and then I say excited, I'd still be leery about it. But I think would be worthy of that would be either Willis or Pickett. And the the crazy thing is, if they're both there, what they do. But I I don't think they expect them to be there. So if they are, I mean, remember, I'm not saying they're Ben Roethlisberger, but Ben Roethlisberger wasn't supposed to be there at eleven, right? You know, so that one, that's one that I think the Steelers will really have to decide if it, because you don't want to pass on picket just because you're choosing to pass. Like, in the if this was five years ago, there could be a quarterback right there. They'll be like, we've got Ben Friggin Roppelsberger. We don't have to address this position. Even if that's our best player, it might not be wise. Now they're not in that situation anymore. So you've got to really consider that. There would have to be somebody else there that they love more than Kenny Pickett to not draft him in that spot. And I could see the Steelers doing that there, but on in all honesty, I don't see that playing out that way.
2: So I don't see a quarterback waiting until 16th. So the Malik Willis didn't go off the board until 16. I don't see that happening. But if it did. I could see the Steelers and Dave, you talked about this earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. They could say, okay, we're not in love with Kenny Pickett right here. For instance, they might say we had no, we did not, We did not see Devin Lloyd being available. Yeah. You're at 20. So what we're going to do is we're going to take Devin Lloyd at 20 and we're going to try to solidify the inside linebacker position. And then we're going to know that Kenny Pickett is going to get taken by someone, but we still like, Desmond Redd,er Matt Corral, and maybe even Sam Howell. I'm not sure if that's what they're saying or what they're thinking, but those three quarterbacks would then be bumped back because Kenny Pickett's still going to be a pick from someone that's a quarterback-needy team. I could see them saying, if we have to move up in the second to get one, we will. We didn't expect this guy to be there, and so that's the approach they're going to take. Will they be ridiculed for it? Only time will tell. There's going to be the traditionalists, the historians, that say, it's Dan Marino all over again but it's a decision that they would make. It's going to be a tough one. It would be a really tough decision with that. So
1: I don't think it's a decision they're going to have to make. I I just don't think it'll fall that way.
2: I don't either. I think that Willis and Pickett will be off the board before. There's going to
1: be teams that are going to take quarterbacks, even in a weak quarterback class. And you would have to have some, I mean, the only way that happens is if other teams start taking quarterbacks ahead of those guys that you just didn't see coming. I mean, so to me, it's going to be one of those really shocking, oh my goodness, they you know, someone all someone someone took why well, can't I remember the kid from Cincinnati's name right now? Um Sauce. huh. Uh, what,
2: Sauce
1: uh, Gardner?
2: Desmond, Desmond Ritter. I mean Desmond Ritter. Yeah, yeah. Someone's hey, yeah,
1: gonna well, yeah, no, well, if they take Sauce Gardner, that it's the one up there. But if you're talking <laughs> quarterback, if all of a sudden, you know, like he says, and 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 he's and he ends up going higher on people's boards, because to me, he's the middle one. It's been those two, then, then Ritter, then the other guys. You know, if they took Ritter at twenty, I wouldn't be furious, but I'd be—I'm not going to get excited about it either because I'm just not—I'm not sold yet, and I couldn't wait to be then sold because that's why I don't get too sold on people because I want to see them in black and gold. I really do, and then I want to get excited about them. But if other teams start taking these other quarterbacks ahead of them. And, and someone like a Willis or Pickett isn't there, then you got to start asking, well, why? What's going on? But to me, the Steelers aren't going to be influenced by what other teams are taking that, oh, if they passed on this person, we're not going to. I mean, like the Steelers really were going to, to be influenced by the Cleveland Browns passing on Ben Roethlisberger and say, wait, maybe we shouldn't do this you know, um, ultimately the right decision was made there. So it's, oh, I, that's why I can't wait. Because, I mean, my goodness, you 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 look at these drafts, like even when the Steelers traded up for, for Devin Bush, I thought, oh, if they stick around and the Steelers stay at 20, they might be able to get someone like like um, Colin Farrell, which is who I who I had picked that year for the Steelers' take. Mm-hmm. He went like third or he went wherever the Raiders picked. The Raiders took him really high. Yeah. And the because the Raiders- actor? Uh, no, no yeah what Colin
0: it's swear you said Colin I, was, no. I knew what you were saying they've done um, number four yes
1: but I mean he hasn't even really he hasn't worked out for them really um no. so but the problem is the Raiders where 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 do the Raiders have their first pick I can't even remember you know
0: they're actually after Pittsburgh I think yeah uh, well didn't yeah, they, they lose are. it in their Devonte Devonte Adams deal
1: or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, meaning I don't even know that they have a first round. Pick I don't because think because we, they we do know after they're not picking. Well, you know they're not picking ahead of the Steelers. You that crazy? That crazy? Oh my goodness! What are they doing? You can't bank on it being that team this time, if you know what I mean. Oh, they can oh. trade up. <laughs> they unless can they trade into up. the first round,
0: don't, yeah, don't unless do they? Unless they unless they trade down.
1: up to take um to, to take um Matt How um, <laughs> so sorry. the
0: Raiders are your girlfriend's idiot brother that you let in your fantasy football league. They're and they <laughs> screw up the entire draft. Well,
2: there that's that's, that's that's me when you the give best. me the, that's me when you give me the Ravens, Brian. Yeah, well that, <laughs> that was,
0: I should have cheated. I really should have cheated. Mm-hmm. But I took put the little video together in our mm-hmm. mock draft just trying to make it all official and next time mm-hmm. you're just getting Pittsburgh every time, Jeff.
2: I saw 5 <laughs> minutes and stopped after 30 seconds. <laughs> Ah, you you missed the fanfare (laughs) okay let's okay that was good it was a good exercise there to to work on that i have a one other topic to bring up before we get to trivia and it's a question it's a question the question is who will be the better head coach heinz ward or rod woodson Ooh, brian xfl 2023 head coaches that's right rod woodson heinz ward our head coaches in the XF. I don't even know the teams or anything like that, but they don't know the teams. teams. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be coaches. So who would be the better head coach in your opinion, Brian?
0: I have to say Heinz Ward, because I feel he's had a lot more experience as a coach. He was even interviewed by the Houston Texans in the last, either this year or last year. I kind of feel like he's, was always a little bit more of a coach with the way he has uh, helped mold these other receivers to turn them into blockers. So I would think it would be Hines, but man, I can get behind Hot Rod or Hines. Dave, what about you? What do you think?
1: Well, in the NFL, Woodson actually has more experience. Yeah. Just not recently. I don't. I don't think he's coached since, let's see, he wasn't retained in...
2: Was with in, Raiders. in
1: Oakland when, because it was Oakland when Gruden was higher. And I don't think he's been in the NFL since, but he, he had at least four seasons in there. I'm pretty sure from writing the article that, that he coached in the NFL Heinz has two in the NFL because this last year he was in college. So, but I don't know, for some reason, Heinz Ward just kind of seems like a guy probably because he's played more recently, you know, that, that, Seems like he's a guy that I could just see him going out there and doing a good job. uh Nothing to get for Rod Woodson, I just he's not as a player, he's not nearly as fresh in my mind as great as he as he was.
2: Give me Rod Woodson. Give me Rod Woodson. Mm-hmm. He was, dude. Uh, that guy was an all-decade player. I mean, he was an oh, He was incredible. unbelievable
0: football player. So it doesn't yeah. mean
2: they're going to be a great coach, but I'll take Rod Woodson. All right, we both have trivia tonight.
0: Yes, we do. I've got. I, I might be in the coach. Dave realm being a little more lengthy go ahead okay. first brian
2: all right then go ahead brian
1: first time in your never mind <laughs> all right <laughs> can't, can't bust up the guy on his anniversary
2: yeah happy anniversary, happy
0: anniversary there, mr and mrs bad she has not killed me in my sleep yet in the last 15 years so i think i'm doing well and i'm trying person to live with i will tell you that um let's go ahead and Look at these. I'm going to give you some names and please tell me what you think they have in common. Spence Fisher, Cornelius Benton, Scott Campbell, and Frank Colch. They're all draft picks. They, yes, they were draft picks, but you've got to be a little more specific, Jeff. <laughs> Like, yeah, so they all
2: I'm,
1: are home, I'm I gonna it. say they're all former first round draft picks of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: No, they are not oh, they took a shot, <laughs> they are all former quarterbacks chosen by the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. in the last 51, excuse me, in the last 50 years since mm-hmm. 1972. Now, how many times do you think the Steelers drafted a quarterback? since in the last 50 years i know we've been talking a lot about the steelers maybe looking at a quarterback last time they drafted one was 2018 how many picks do you think in the last 50 years were qbs 24 12 12 21
2: Ah! so i still win win prices right rules yeah and if you go if you switch (laughs) it around 12 to 21 (laughs) jeff's gonna win
0: now of those quarterbacks there was one stretch where the steelers took one every year for a couple years how many years do you think they were and what decade was that in
1: they took quarterback how many straight years they drafted a quarterback in what
2: decade yes the 60s
1: well the 60s didn't well
0: well i'm going the last 50 years 50 years uh let's go
1: 80s if he goes 80s i'll go 90s and i'll go five consecutive
0: years okay dave schofield 90s and it mm-hmm. was five consecutive what? Years. 1992 cornelius benton in the 12th mm-hmm. round 1993 mm-hmm. alex van pelt in the eighth 1994 jim miller in the sixth 1995 cordell stewart in the second and 1996 spence fisher in the sixth round oh and God. of all of those 21 picks what was the predominant round that the Steelers picked a QB.
1: Okay, rephrase that question again, or or restate that question again, sorry. The
0: the round. They picked the same round five times, and that's the predominant round. Sixth. I'm going fifth. Dave Schofield, have you... You must be doing this. You, must, <laughs> no, you no. must be researching. Because no, I didn't. Absolutely this, uh, no.
1: correct. It was kind of, was not fair last, last week when I already knew the answer? Cause I had looked at it. I have this one. I'm just, I'm just thinking of fifth. wasn't, isn't that when they drafted like T Martin?
0: Yes. T Martin. Um, yeah. And, and like Kevin uh, Hubert says, the, it's gonna yeah, be on, on his tombstone, on his tombstone, <laughs> drafted T Martin ahead of Tom Brady. Um, yeah. So T Martin was in the fifth round. Dennis Dixon, Omar Dennis Dixon, Jacobs. Brian St. Pierre. And I think that's, I must be missing one here, um, but it was the fifth round. So hmm. there you go.
1: Good job. Wow. All right, Dave, your turn. All right. Well, what I was looking at, since we were looking at different draft things, I went back looking at the legacy of one Kevin Colbert since he joined the Steelers in 2000 and their draft picks. I went specifically when the first round and what's absolutely crazy is of course, taking away, you know, your, 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 your specialists. You've got almost a, comp- a complete roster Based on positions that he's done, it's, it's uncanny that these, that the, when you look at all these first round draft picks, the number of, of positions and how they filled them all out, out of curiosity, can you guys tell me there are three different position groups that they have, they have used the most tied for the most draft first round draft picks on under Kevin Colbert. What would you say?
0: I would definitely say corner might be one of them. Linebacker. Oh, linebacker, definitely.
1: Which I split the linebackers into both into two different the two different categories, no. inside and outside. And guess what? If you both say linebacker and one picks one and one picks the other, then you're That's both right. right. Because they they have they drafted that many. I did not group the entire offensive line together, or else that would be tied. But the defensive line is the other one. I didn't split. I didn't do Casey Hampton separately as a nose tackle. I just I just included him as as a defensive lineman. But those are the three positions. Now, if you were looking to take Kevin Colbert's uh, first round draft picks and try to fill in a starting lineup with these players, there are two positions that would that would be left open that was never drafted in the first round by Kevin Colbert. Um, and I will tell you, Brian, Kevin Colbert's only drafted one cornerback in the first round. That was already done. Yeah. Burns. yeah.
2: Um,
1: which is crazy when you think about it. A lot of second round picks, but, um, but, but, but one in already Burns. Um, what position, and I'll even tell you, there's one on offense and one on defense. What has not been addressed by under Kevin Colbert in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers? On offense, is it
2: tight end? No. Uh, Uh, Heath Miller. Miller, Gosh darn it. I was trying to drive. uh... You
1: counting fullback or are you putting back? I'm not counting fullback. Because they don't know how many starts did Derek Watt get last year. You know, I've got to say offensive tackle. Ding, 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 ding. Offensive tackle. None. Zero. You would need two tackles. In order to take a, in order to make a starting lineup, you've got two guards in David DeCastro and Kendall Simmons. You've got a center in Marquise Pouncey. No tackles. They've only taken three offensive linemen um, in in the first round uh, since since two thousand. And there's one right. on defense. I did, I didn't go left and right, but I did get a little bit more specific with with the positions there. That should maybe give you a hint. Do, do, defensive do. end. Um, I no, because ins- because technically, you would say Cam Hayward technically is yeah. defensive end, but That's yeah, what- you know. So you I mean you had your two D slash DTS and and Hayward and Hood. You've got your nose tackle in Casey Hampton. Oh yeah, he's drafted corners. Mm-hmm. He's drafted, he's drafted one corner, and... but we. But I'm not. Oh. I'm count a corner. I'm okay. not going to count that.
2: He's gotten safeties with Palomalu and. Um, uh,
1: and-
2: what safety he's gotten strong safeties uh so never a free safety
1: never drafted a free safety
2: you in the first round think if it's patrick now, I mean. he didn't draft
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> well if you do that you gotta count tyson out and people like that too um but yeah under kevin colbert they've never drafted a free safety or an offensive tackle in the first round that's interesting wow cool. very good
2: all right good trivia gentlemen let's do some final thoughts before we call it a show brian go ahead final
0: thoughts gentlemen. I am so glad to be a part of this whole thing whether it's talking about healing or whether it's talking about the draft it doesn't matter whether sometimes whether you're talking good or talking bad as long as you're talking and that's something that we get a chance to do and I can't speak for Dave and Jeff but I know that this is therapy for me to be able to talk about the Steelers and when my wife is asked We've been married 15 years today, like I said. And when my wife is asked, hey, you guys want to come do this on Sunday? And she said, "My no, Brian's working. And they say, what do you mean he's working? He's He has to work on a Sunday? Says, yeah, the Steelers play. What, he can't miss one game? No. <laughs> he's working because he has to watch the Steelers for work. And when you think about that, life's pretty darn good when you're working with something you love and with people you love and for people you love. So thank you so much for keeping me in this position each and every one of you and I'm not just talking about Dave and Jeff, I'm talking about everybody on this live chat. Very good. Dave, final thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm ready for this draft to be done. You guys know that one of the things that I really um, like to do is not fall in love with a player until I know that they're going to be on the Steelers. So I'm really excited. It's I, I, for some reason I just think things aren't going to go the way we expect them to go. Like last year, things went where the Steelers had lined up uh, for them to get Najee Harris this year. I don't think that's, I I just think it's going to be different for some reason when there's uncertainty at the quarterback position that makes it uncertainty in the draft. If you're not sure about the guys at quarterback. So um, I am really excited to, to finally know who the guys are that we can dive into and say, Hey, here might be their numbers. Here's what they did. Let's look at these various things. Um, it's it's close. It's it's two two weeks, right? I didn't screw that up again. <laughs> no, that okay. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. It's it it's two weeks. But uh, I also want to say another thing, and on the on a different note. I'm I'm really getting to en- enjoy getting to know more of the podcasters on our network. As we as as we've added them in, um, and having an opportunity to do various different things or speak with them, this I really like this podcast team. I really do. Um, br- Brian is the producer, you know, br- bringing in the guys and getting everything set up. I just felt like feel like um, it's it's been a good job of of getting there. So if you're not listening to the other podcasts. Make sure you do, because we, we've got some people that, that really bring different things in all of their different podcasts. Um, and one last thing, Jeff, did we want to say anything about uh, a, a little giveaway?
2: We have to, because I did not bring it up on uh, Let's Ride. We didn't decide that until after I finished recording, so it's got to be debuted here.
1: Yeah, so um, we're looking to do a giveaway next week. We're going to be doing, did we decide how m- if it's going to be all 10 shows? it's
0: up to the podcast producer
1: <laughs> that um you know what
0: <laughs> if dave likes 10 shows and jeff says it's up to me then it's 10 hey, shows I, just, baby. I
1: say let's i just say let's reward whoever is listening make to more the more of the shows yeah on the audio shows so it's the it's the it's the i'll let maybe even let brian do the rundown of what all the shows will be that you have to listen to it'll be two shows mon- each day monday to friday next week I've got two tickets to the draft party at Heinz Field on Saturday, April 30th. Um, not only would you be going to the draft party, you are. there's two requirements for you to win this If if you participate in order to win these tickets. And that is, one, you've got to be able to go. We said that before when we did tickets for this same event. You've got to be able to go. Don't just win it and then let them sit there and not show up. And two, when you go, you've got to find our BTSE representative who's going to be there that day. That would be none other than my big bro. Rich will be there. Big bro Sco will be in the house. You've got it's it's your job and his job to make sure you meet up and see him there at the draft party at Heinz Field on Saturday, April 30th. So starting with the shows next week, uh, with the audio shows, we will be um giving something you need to listen to in order to compile in order and and uh, enter to win the contest. You got to wait till the end to then to then enter, and uh, it'll be fun. Okay, you know is what is Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, Rich will even buy you a commemorative soda.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now we did this. We did this. And I remember the last time we did this? You, we gave away tickets, and do mm-hmm. you remember who won them? And he gave them to his parents, and they had a great time. Do oh, you remember. remember the who won them? I, I do. This is my trivia.
1: Oh, Jeff's trivia. <laughs> uh.
2: He's not in the live chat either.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: No one remembers. No. Is getting bent. Getting bent with Bo. Oh,
0: oh yes! Yeah, getting awesome. bent yes. with Bo
2: won him. He sent him to his parents back in western Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They went to the draft party, he had a great time. He was really happy about it. So we've done this before. We haven't been able to do that. Since protocols and stuff, but they've got the draft party back up. So this is awesome. We're gonna be excited. Make sure you check out all of our audio only podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are wherever you listen to podcasts, just search the term Steelers or behind the steel curtain, you'll find us. Subscribe and so that you listen to all the morning and noon shows. Yes, Dave.
1: If you listen to Monday's Let's Ride, Jeff first, will have the first one the first and word. he'll make sure you know everything that you need to listen to in order to get
2: absolutely. That. There you go. All right, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Take it easy.
0: When I know that it can never really be the same. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this obsession?